Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Casting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
to another edition of the Patriot Party podcast. Uh, yeah, the fucking OBS went a little nuts over here. Anyway, yeah, I am the Mick, and uh, with me, of course, is my much much better beloved better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. So what's going on, fuckers? It's Columbus Day. It is. And of course, there's all the drama going on. As usual, every Columbus Day about, you know, whether Columbus actually discovered America or whether he was uh, a slave-owning Italian. Uh, yeah, big, big, bad man. He was such a racist. He was probably a right-wing conservative. Yeah. I mean, you know. Probably. Anyway, Mick's neck isn't much better. No. No. It's it's really No, it's, it's bad rough. enough that I didn't go to work today. Yeah, that's really it takes bad. a lot for me to not, not go, go to work. work so. Yeah. Yes. He he laid in bed most of the day watching movies from our childhood. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Enjoying them. Movies from the nineties. The eighties and the nineties. Good movies. stuff. Yes. Stuff. And that's okay, because uh, did someone Jaekwondo slap the mick? No. No. I don't know what the hell happened. Honestly, I think he probably finally blew his shoulder because it's been coming for a long time. We'll see. But the pain is, it's up there. Yeah, it's pretty It's it's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty intolerable at this point. You might have to go to the doctor tomorrow while I go to uh, Charleston. Yeah, because I, I can't be getting high at work. 
I mean, yeah. I could, but no, it wouldn't be good. No, it really wouldn't. It really Holy wouldn't. Shit. No, 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 not not with the work that you do. So, um, yeah, yeah. You you might be out for a while. You might be on disability, fucking with a pin in your shoulder, and yeah, it'll be a year. I well, that means we'll be doing two shows a day, morning and and afternoon. It'll be six months before I can even use the damn thing again. Well, you don't need to use it to sit right here. No, this is true. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. We'll see. We'll see what the doctor says. So um, hopefully you can get in tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be good. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um, so while Mick was laid up in bed today, I uh, I got to do some research research and, um, and play in the dirt a little bit and clean the duck pool and, you know, all kinds of good stuff. Um, but, uh, I, we're going to actually start out with a, a, a Bongino blowjob just for Mick. Not for me. I, I didn't know, pull this clip. I know. I know. So you're going down on Bongino right now. Uh, um, I mean, I can never do it as well as you do. So <laughs> well, that being said, oh yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Anyway, there it is. Pull this up. I will. And he got so excited that I'd pulled this up that no, that's not even where it was. That was where it started. Are you kidding me? No. Is that gonna play? Yeah. The state of Florida, Joe Ladapo, Doctor Ladapo, and what do they do? Big tech does everything they can to shut it down. I thought they were about the science. Apparently, it's only the air quote science that they like that confirms their narrative. A lot to talk about today, including sleep. Sleep is racist now. Do you know that? Moreover, we took a few of my friends over to this charity event. We had a blast. We went out to dinner to my 30-day money-back guarantee. Keep going. So I went to reliefband.com, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N, and I just, they popped it over. But, uh, I don't sleep too well yeah, if I have too many vino tinto. I uh, spent a lot of years in graduate degree. Here's what I mean. Doc, anytime some science emerges. That this is coming on the heel. Potential side effects of the you two guys. Go but back. combined efforts, scientific method, and the fact that I uh, had this health is deeply about the country and liberty and freedom and issues. But a guy Go who back. makes me, if you missed it, uh, I'm going to play just a brief snippet of Go it here. Back. This is, I had to right. double check, by the way, to make sure this article was real. Somebody found this thing online and I just, they popped it over to me this week and I thought, there we go. Nothing they won't inject race into. All right. Enough of that nonsense. Just kind of a way to tie. What's that? Oh, he slept well. Yeah, you're a racist. Of course. Joe, he wants to know because if he slept well, is he a racist? Come on. What <laughs> kind of stupid right question is. is that? Of you course you're a racist. Knock that crap Gosh, off. the hell's wrong? Right. You don't ask dumb questions. Come on, guy. All right. Uh, getting back to the important stuff. So this weekend on my Fox show, I hope you caught it unfiltered. Uh, airs obviously 9 p.m. Eastern time on Saturdays. Thanks, everybody, for watching. But I had a really important segment if you missed it. Uh, I'm going to play just a brief snippet of it here. Folks, um, you know, we're going to have a serious conversation here, and I, I don't want to keep relitigating this, but I think it's important to point out when I do something stupid that you know about it. That sounds kind of counterintuitive to a guy selling, uh, you know, a, a show. You want to, you know, look like you're smarter than everyone or whatever. And I know I don't want to look like that. I want to look like what I am, which is one of you. You know, a guy who cares deeply about the country and liberty and freedom and issues, but a guy who makes mistakes all the time. Matter of fact, my next book about 
failure is going to be an entire book about how I, you know, recovered from failures. I've been, I've been where I worked on it this weekend or wrote about 2000 words. So folks, I failed when I didn't evaluate the vaccine properly. You know, I understand the scientific method. Well, I uh, spent a lot of years in graduate school on both the business side and the science side, learning the scientific method, how to implement the scientific method. And the fact that I had this health crisis at the time, and I, I was anxious and I kind of panicked a bit and took this vaccine early on really bad advice, I, I would add, from uh, a number of people I trusted. You know, it bothers me. It bothers me that I did that because there wasn't enough data on this vaccine. There just wasn't. And it, why I don't, but by the way, some of the people, that's not a blame thing. It's not. I mean, they were, they were being given information too. And I should have known like the longitudinal overtime process. If there's a side effect that's going to emerge, it obviously requires time. And I didn't do it. It's the greatest regret of my life is not thinking this thing through in a clear way. Why? Because now what's making me really increasingly anxious about this mRNA specific vaccine, this the one mRNA vaccines, is big tech and government's combined efforts. Anytime some science emerges that may even mildly question the side effects or efficacy of this vaccine, their eagerness to take the beach ball and jam it underwater is having the opposite effect than they think. I don't know about you two guys, but for me, it says to me, Houston, there is a real problem here. Because if it wasn't a big deal, you get where I'm going with this? The big tech and the government wouldn't be so eager to suppress it. Right. They'd be like, oh, let it get out there. It's not a big deal. Like, we'll let them put this out there. And it's easily countered by X or Y. That's not what they do. They panic. And it says to me, what the hell are they panicking about if they're not worried? Here's what I mean. Dr. Peter McCullough, world-renowned doctor. Nobody questions his medical bona fides. Had him on my show multiple times. He has warned repeatedly about some of the potential side effects of these mRNA vaccines, right? What happens? As a couple studies start to pop, indicating he was onto something, Twitter suspends him which is making me really anxious that there's more under the surface, Joe, about the vaccine. Here's a little iceberg at the top. Here's the iceberg underwater. Mm -hmm. McCullough was on my show. He's about 30 seconds of what he said. Uh, he also mentions the new uh, bill out of California to pull the medical license of any doctor who does not uh, tow the company line on the vaccine. Listen to this. It's an act of medical censorship for sure. Dan, I had thousands of posted basically graphical abstracts of peer-reviewed papers is just was the science. It was bringing uh, late-breaking science to the community. And people followed me all over the world. Uh, this is coming on the heels of California AB 2098, which was signed into law, yeah. which is the doctor muzzle law in California. Folks, it appears they're hiding something. This is what's got me freaked out. They, they, they're having, it's kind of like the fact checker phenomenon, the paradox of the fact checker. That the fact checkers are so in with the liberal guiding ethos of the day and kissing the ass of the left that when they fact check something is false, everybody who's smart instinctively thinks it's true. And some of it isn't. The same thing is happening now. 
the more you suppress what McCullough says, the more it makes me believe you're afraid of the information he has, which makes me believe there's even worse information out there and you're trying to get ahead of it before McCullough puts it out there and figures it out that this thing could be even worse. Here's what I mean. Not only they go after McCullough this weekend, they went after the Florida Surgeon General, an Ivy League trained medical doctor by the name of Joseph Ladapo. You may have heard of him. He's a brilliant man. Post Millennial covered the story. Be in my newsletter. Read it. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Sorry, that sounded very read it. It sounded like a leftist. If you'd like. Bongino.com slash newsletter. You subscribe to the newsletter for free there and we'll get you these articles. Right. Can't you can't emulate their stuff. We're not totalitarians. Post Millennial covered it. Florida Surgeon General, COVID mRNA vaccine found to cause an 84% increase in death. Yeah, you're darn right. For men ages 18 to 39. The analysis found there's an 84% increase in the relative incident of cardiac related death among 18 to 39 year olds within 28 days following mRNA vaccination. That was a long blowjob. It took Dan a, a long time to come to the point. But I, I, I don't but understand I, your surprise because he's been saying this now for a hot minute. I, and I've actually played it before for you. I know. I and know. said that, hey, look, even Bongino agrees with I, you now. I know. Now he's the, but the vaccine regret is, is. That is what we need to hear from Donald Trump. Is so, exactly. It's so That is real. exactly the words. It's so loud. We need to hear come out of Donald Trump's mouth. But, and, but. My biggest regret. The Florida Surgeon General was suspended off Twitter. Correct. Okay. After he said that Florida no longer recommends the jab for males under the age of 40. I think he needs to go further with that, but at least he's getting somewhere. I, I, I think under the age of 70, but. I think under really at all. I don't all, think uh, anybody should get the jab. Exactly. Period. At all. Period. Um, but the Florida Surgeon General went on Bannon's war room and responded to Twitter. So. Of course he did. Of course he did. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, responded to the censorship anyway. Um, interesting. Makes playing with a new way to, to do Yeah, we're this. trying trying different ways here, folks. So this is, this is interesting. Um, it should be the next one up. No, nah, sometimes they just come in. The it order. comes in up in random, yeah. random places. Okay. Well, there's Steve Bannon. Okay. I don't know if I like the quality as much going this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I don't know if, I, and it's harder to flip between them because I got to constantly share it. So yeah, what I'm thinking about doing is this. Just right going back here. to the way we used to do it. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're always trying to learn something new around here. Trying different things. That's good stuff. We're, we're stupid like that. Look at all the clips we have for you tonight. Anyway, yeah, see, that's so much clearer there. All right. All right. Dr. Latipo, did Twitter, did the senior management of Twitter, did any of these social media oligarchs, now, did anybody reach out to you and ask you for the backup analytics to ask you about your study, to ask you about anything before they took you down, sir? Certainly, they didn't reach out to me personally. I guess in theory, maybe they reached out to the office, but I've heard no such thing. But you know, this this whole—I mean, it, it's it is really almost criminal, really, in terms of how 
how much disregard that they have for for human rights that, and I'm not talking just about Twitter, but this whole body that thinks it's okay to crush the voices of others because you don't like their message. Here's a message that, this is not a message that is in our interests or in, in someone else's interest. This is a message in terms of the data, the information that we were providing. It's a message for, for people, for humanity, so that people can make informed decisions. You want to do more research? I, I get it that he went on and he, he refuted everything they said. Uh, I get worried. And, and maybe it's just me. And maybe I'm just fucked up in the head. But why, why is he green screening? Um, that's a good question. Why is he green screening? Hmm. That is a green screen image, folks. I can't see his ears and what little parts of his ears I can make out yeah, yeah. right here. Yeah. That is a green screen right there. This yeah. is a green screen. Yeah. He is green screening. Why? Hmm. Why is he trying to make it look like his office is the corner office with big windows? I don't know. Hide location. Hmm. Possibly Sparky Boy. Yeah. Possibly. I, I just, just wondering. I, I think it's interesting. Um, I'm not doubting his information. I'm not doubting that he's going to refute, um, what's going on. I just, I, I don't like it when I see politicians do this weird. Terrific. You think you've already seen enough evidence and you think our methods are, are persuasive to you that you, 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 you believe that our results are great are correct. Terrific. Like humans, people get to make those choices. But these, this body of tech and other other forces that come in and silence people, they don't think human beings have the right to 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 have free access to information that, that they don't want them to have access to. So it's, I mean, it's you know, Twitter, yes, but it's a huge deal. Yeah, Dr. Ladipo, just for a second, could you please? I know you're 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 very humble and self -aid. Just could you walk through? Just take a minute, walk through your academic training sir just i just i just want to make sure we get it on the record here again just walk me through your yeah i don't care about his academic training we know he's the the surgeon general of florida he graduated from yeah the ivy like, league school he's a he's genius like, yeah he's, he's a, a fucking, fucking genius. genius all right um i i know so, he's a genius i just don't like it when people green screen like that it just it's weird to me no rich friend he doesn't have a podcast because he's the florida surgeon general but i i i think um they're on the right trail here that he's probably trying to hide his location because he has been getting threats. I, I'm not arguing that. I yeah. just don't like it when I see politicians mm -hmm. do that. You know, that's a political, uh, that's a political appointment. The, the surgeon general is a political appointed position. Yeah. Whether you're a state surgeon general or you're a federal surgeon general, it's a political appointed position. That being said, I, I get it. He might be, I, I'm just merely stating that, I, I think it's weird when people in politics do that. It's not like we're not going to know where you're going to go. So someone else in the chat asked if there had been any successful lawsuits against anyone um, for hospitalizations and death regarding the jab. Uh, unfortunately, as of right now, they are immune from any kind of prosecution uh, or any liability because all of the shots are under the emergency use authorization in EUA. They are not actually FDA approved. 
So they are immune to any liability whatsoever unless they can prove fraud, which is where uh, Brooke Jackson's case is going. And, which it, and that, why she says it's why she says all the time fraud vitiates all because it does. Yeah. If you can prove fraud on that side of it, everything then becomes part of the original felony. So it, it's immaterial as long as you can provide two conspirators and provide some sort of a fraud that was committed against the American people, you now have, that is a fraud that would vitiate everything else. No matter what protections they had, they are no longer protected. Correct. But until they can prove fraud in a court of law, um, then they're, they're still immune. Once that happens, then the floodgates are open. Um, I can tell you our friend Ernesto Ramirez will be one of the first. I, I think I've only heard of two cases ever in history where that actually happened and the fraud perpetrated uh, the fraud perpetrated caused the case to open up and it took like six years. Oh yeah. For it, that to unroll. It's not gonna be a, a before it was all over. Yeah. So it's not a don't think this is gonna be like a law and order case that'll be done by Monday night at eight PM. No. This is not going to be law and order. This is going to be long. It's going to go on for months. Yeah. If and they actually do it. Now once they once they get through the first, like once Brooke Jackson's case gets through, if she wins, it's going to get appealed. And then if the appeal wins, then it'll get appealed again. And it'll probably get appealed all the way up to the Supreme Court. Um years. So anyway. Um, but this is this Texas is Patriot. A uh yeah, it might not be that some nights, like some days I noticed Twitch just broadcast really shitty. Um, I would constantly flip between Twitch, Rumble, and Foxhole, uh, where my three, I would always constantly find out which one was streaming the best that day. And normally I could always tell from early in the morning because I catch somebody's show on Foxhole and I'd be like, okay, I know Foxhole is going to be a good, good way to go today. Sometimes all three of them broadcast beautifully and sometimes all three of them broadcast like shit. Yeah. I, mean, I can't tell you, dude. I, I've watched a lot of podcasts. Trust me. I know. Yep. But anyway, this is, this is, uh, this is disturbing because they're not stopping. Right. We, we know this. They're, they're not stopping. They're not, they're not putting the brakes on. They're not saying, oh, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff coming out. No, they're continuing to suppress information and they're continuing to, to push, push this. the jab. So. Moderna before COVID could very well have collapsed and disappeared. All that technology could have disappeared simply because there might not have been the venture capital out there that was prepared to keep backing it. Yes, what most people don't appreciate is we raised three billion US dollars to get the technology to this point when the pandemic happened. And we were expecting to raise a couple more billions before we're turning a profit. But you were looking for things such as hard tumours, how to break those down, things for heart disease, different things. You weren't necessarily looking at that time for flu-type symptoms, were you? So we were working for infectious disease. So we had already a big portfolio of infectious disease vaccines. But to your point, we've always thought that this information molecule, the mRNA, could be a very, very powerful medicine that we inject in your body so you make your own drug. Um, and as you described, we have exciting programs in cancer, you know, in skin cancer. We're going to have the data by the end of this year. 
we just presented two weeks ago at our annual R&D day data in rare genetic disease where kids are unlucky. They get wrong DNA from mom and dad, and they cannot make a protein that you and I have. So what do we do? We design in the mRNA instead of spike, to set your protein to make spike, like in the vaccine case, we put the instruction that you and I have in our DNA. And we give it IV to those kids to go into their liver. And when the mRNA delivers the instruction in their liver, they make the protein that they are missing. And the early clinical data in terms of reduction of hospitalization is quite compelling. And so I think rare disease is also something we can do. As you say, cardiology, we have now in a clinic a super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after a heart attack to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's what so is really exciting to me. But the, the other side of this is that right now, Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the spike vax. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID is it really has in some ways allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues that came through the door. You're 100% right. Yep. And they're going to keep trying and trying. They're just going to rename it, rebrand it, recirculate it, put it somewhere else, use it for something else. But listen to what he said. They use it to go into the liver. Correct. Remember what they initially said when the jab came out, that it stayed in your arm that it didn't go into the liver, but it had to go into the liver because that's where proteins are made. Well, most of them, uh, for that child specifically, what they were referring to, which I don't really understand what he said because he said, well, both mom and dad didn't give him the right DNA. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mom and dad had to give him the right DNA or he wouldn't be born. You either have the right number of chromosomes or you don't. And if you don't, the mother's body spits you out. Yeah. Why? Because you're not a viable human being. Yeah. Because nature selects us that way. We are not gods and we should not be playing gods. Nor should we be playing it. Yes, correct. Uh, metaphor over on, on the foxhole chat said, uh, if you scroll up just a little bit, he said, we did so well yesterday. We inspired him to make some major changes in his life. Well, good for him. Fantastic. I love to hear that. Honestly, I think that was probably one of the most important episodes that we ever did. Like yes, yesterday. Liana, I watch you in the mornings. <laughs> you know that. I'm always in there, except, well, this morning I wasn't. This, But this morning I had a great reason why. Yeah, he was pretty late up. I was fucking stoned. Yeah, I, he was so high this morning. It was ridiculous. So um, I couldn't fucking move. Yeah, it was, it was bad. His neck was really bad this morning. Last night... I uh, I found the spot that's bad. He he's he definitely has a, a pinched nerve or something. But I I went to rub some CBD on his neck and and um he screamed like a little girl and cried, but better than punching me. So you know. Oh, I punched the bed about <laughs> seven billion times. <laughs> he he did he did at that. But but anyway, um. But the other thing that that the CEO of Moderna said was that. They've been developing a drug for heart attacks. Now, the heart does not regrow like the rest of your body generally does. No, that's the brain. The, nope, heart, does. the, heart, the, the heart, heart will regenerate. The problem with the heart is the heart never stops. So the problem with the heart, it takes way more time to regenerate. It takes time. It will do it, but it takes time. 
It takes twice as long as any other organ because the heart does not stop moving. The brain will not regrow brain cells. When you lose brain cells, you kill off brain cells. That's it. They're gone. Yeah, but your heart, what, like when you get scarring in your heart, that's the thing. That's why they talk about myocarditis, but that, that you generally live about five years with myocarditis. Um, because yeah, myocarditis has nothing to do with scarring. Myocarditis has to do with swelling. That is completely but it, different. It damages the heart. It bruises the heart and a bruise in a muscle. If it's constantly moving is next to impossible to heal. Well, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> but they're, they're developing a, a jab for heart disease after giving you a jab that causes heart disease. I mean, Oh no, this is a straight brand. It's ridiculous. Like they realized what all these were. Yeah. They have the vaccines for them. Yeah. But the vaccines also ca cause other problems. So you'll need another vaccine. This is called a brand workup. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> for instance. So <clears throat> you know who knows this better than anybody else? Who's that? Mechanics. Not regular mechanics. I mean, car mechanics. Oh, I yeah. mean, guys, especially that work on foreign cars. Why? Because if you go to a foreign car mechanic, they will tell you what part is going to break on your car before any other part. And they'll even tell you the reason why. And they will even tell you that there's a market behind it. Because over in Europe, they don't make car parts the same way they do here in the U.S. We have copyright laws. We have infringement laws. You cannot copyright something I make. In Europe, they don't have the same thing. So you can buy parts all over the place. 90% of them are knockoffs and they're cheap. The ones that cost the most money are normally the name brand fucking, hey, you're buying a true BM, BMW part. You're trying, you're buying a true Lamborghini part. It's the same thing they're doing here. No different. They're going to give out a bunch of jabs. A bunch of jabs are going to cause a lot more disease. The disease is going to hop from person to person to person. They're going to have the vaccine. We're going to go buy it for them. Why? Because the insurance companies are going to protect their fucking investments. Yep. And people are going to buy it from them. We're going to get injected and we're going to get sick again. And then Because it is the ever yeah. rotation yeah. of big pharma. Yep. That's why you need to we get We start of big here. Pharma. We end right back here. We start here sick. We end right back here sick. Well, the good news is that less than 5% of Americans have taken the new booster shot, biavalent booster shot. Good. Less than 5%. They're like, no, we're done. We're done with your fucking jobs. I want that number to be zero. Yep. Yep. <sighs> oh, anyway, um, this, this dude... He is the, he was on Rogan. He is uh, the head of Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, I'm sure he had some. Oh, yeah. I love, the internet's great. And I love social media, you know. Uh, but like every other industry in the United States, it has to be regulated. If you don't regulate it. But who regulates it? The government. Do you trust the government to regulate the internet? Absolutely. You trust the people that got us into the Iraq war under false pretenses to regulate the internet? Uh, Do you think that, that makes any sense? Well, wait a minute. The, I would not. The people who got us into the Iraq war. It's the government. Was the, no, was the politicians. It's the, the government. 
in the end, yes, it's the government. But who else is going to regulate? But if they're going to so, be in power and they're regulating the internet, they're going to regulate the internet in a way that suits their best interests. No, the but, same way they do with the banking industry, the same way they do with the environment, the same way they do with energy, the same way they do with everything. No, what but, is, what represents their interests? There's so mu- you're talking about so much money mm-hmm. involved in disseminating information in and a very the particular way. World are, right now, or the internet companies are. Rich beyond belief. Yeah, it's fat, but it's it's a disruptive thing that has never existed before. My, I, I think it exists, and I think w- where we're at is where we're at. I think we need to move forward collectively as a country with an ethic that respects truth and that appreciates opinions and reality and an and, and understanding of things that's not necessarily possible with corporate interest involved in the dissemination of information. But there's no way to do that except through the government. There's no, oh, excuse me, there's no way that you can do that except through the government. Why I mean, is that? Human nature is not going to change. But the government's not going to change either. But the government is capable of change. Okay, look, the government regulates, for example, the food supply or can regulate, let's take the, the food supply. Yeah, the Department of Agriculture. Hey, do me a favor. <laughs> uh-huh. I know we've got some old people in here. Yeah. I'm not calling you all out, but if you remember like I do about, I don't know, 30 years ago, I remember 30 years ago when Rolling Stone, when I would look at Rolling Stone and say that they were anti-establishment. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay? Does everybody, do you all remember that? Do people do, am I crazy? No, I remember Or that. do you all agree with me? Yeah. I, I don't want to be the guy in a echo chamber that fucking can't hear himself. But I remember when I looked at Rolling Stone and I said, these guys are the rage against the machine. Which now requires vaccine passports to get into their shows. I, I mean, I always thought that about them, right? And And now I see this guy and this guy's talking about like the government. And Joe Rogan's like, yeah, the food supply. Are you uh, kidding me? Dude, for real. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it. This guy's a huge liberal. When did liberalism and conservatism cross over? But this is just because you know what I'm saying? Like we've been here before. When when we talk about things, we've been here where, you know, the Republicans or the Democrats, doesn't matter which way you look at the burger, whoever's on top doesn't matter. But we've been here. We were here under Trump. Somehow we're completely here now. Yeah, we're so far apart. It's where the fucking Republicans are out here with the common working man and the liberals are the elite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been saying for years the parties have flipped. We know this. Or maybe they haven't. Maybe it's just come to light like everything else. Maybe maybe everybody just realized this. Yeah. Like woke up to it. Yeah. Because this guy is a perfect example of how out of touch with reality the establishment left really is. Well, the liberal establishment. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, that I, is exactly accurate. And I believe that he is. He's he's showing that right now. He's showing that well the government can do it. No, the government can't do it. Well let's let's let let's let Joe finish wiping the floor with this guy because it's pretty fucking funny actually. I, I wish this guy would put this out in Rolling Stone so everybody could read it. Right. 
Why have they let glyphosate infestate all of our foods? Let's stay with one thing. Yeah, but that's a problem. That's the government regulating. Well, then we better get better politicians in them to appoint better people. I mean, it's not, I guess, again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. Okay. So let's take the uh, SEC or take the Food and Drug Administration, regulates big pharma. On the one hand, we've got a very safe supply of drugs in this country, you know. Safe? Their (laughs) drugs are tested. You know, you don't get too many bad drugs, you know, farm prescribed drugs. 25% of all drugs approved by the FDA get recalled. <laughs> uh, retard. Oh. Hold on. I got to go back. I got to go back because that's just, that's hysterical. That is funnier than fuck. <laughs> drugs, you know, farm prescribed drugs. 25% of all drugs approved by the FDA get recalled. <laughs> He just blasts him. He's I like, yeah. He's like, funny. fuck you. Watch this. Hold oh my, my beer. He's like, but also like 25% of the drugs in the U by prescribed by the FDA get recalled. Uh, Boomer, we're, we're well aware Trump is not our savior. Jesus is our savior. Um, Trump is not Jesus. So anyway. I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I'm just saying that when you look at things and, and you look at how shit's flipped. I mean, I remember back in the day, I I saw more in line with Rolling Stone than I did with, let's say, uh, I don't know, a good conservative rag, the Wall Street Journal. Okay, I saw, I read more of Rolling Stone than I did the Wall Street Journal. Today, though, I find myself walling, reading the Wall Street Journal a hell of a lot more than I ever find myself picking up a copy of Rolling Stone. I'd rather read High Times than either of them, but okay. <laughs> Honestly, today. <laughs> that may be the case for you, too. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys remember, mm. it wasn't too long ago when we sat there and we said, Rolling Stone, they're anti-establishment. And now you see Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone, that guy is talking about getting the government in line to monitor the internet. What the fuck? Yeah. Back in the day, he said the government couldn't monitor. He was one of those hippies. You see how burnout that motherfucker is? Yeah. You see that motherfucker. He's sitting there. He's like, back in the day, he would have said, the government can't even manage Vietnam, let alone anything else. Yep. But today, he's calling for the government to monitor the internet and regulate the internet. And the internet of bodies. The Internet of Things. They're all going to be one and the same here pretty soon. Anyway. This shit is crazy. Neil looks like he's been reading some high times. Pull this shit up at the very beginning. This is just. He looks higher than a kite. On his face. Higher than a kite. Yeah. He's a wee bit stoned. He's pretty funny. There's Jacinda Ardern saying that words are weapons of war. That speech is a weapon of war. Now that is some sleight of hand. You know, and, and it's an, it's just another way of demonising those who would say things that the authorities don't want to hear. But it's it's the it's the everything's an everything's an attack on the everything's an attack on the on the on the family as well. You know, there there um there's a there's a, there's that kind of I think the family is an obstacle to the to the globalists and to the the authoritarians. Um, 
and I think the, the the governments and the individuals that are in step with the globalist project are they're, they're seeking to interfere as much as possible with family life, and we're, we're increasingly being encouraged to see ourselves as atomized individuals. You know, identity politics teaches us, or is supposed to teach us, to see ourselves first and foremost in terms of our race, uh, our religion, uh, sex, sexuality, uh, social class, earning potential, wealth. And when people are, are when society is fragmented in that way, then 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 we then each group is set against the other. All, all the group were squabbling like like cats in a sack, and it's and all the while we're fighting with each other, and and feeling jealous of that person or threatened by that person or we just plain don't like that one over there. All the time that's going on, then authoritarian governments can get on with doing all the things that they actually want to do. So because they're not they're not having to deal with us, you know. It, it, it's so it's anti-family. It's anti-human. And it's anti-family. And I'm thinking about that, um, you know, keep calm and carry on. You know, it, it, it sat alongside the likes of Dig for Victory. Remember that? Where, you know, in the, in the face of food shortages at that time, 70-odd years ago, uh, the response was, well, you should grow your own. You know, don't wait for, you know, don't wait for a handout or don't wait for the government to provide you with food. Get an allotment or, or dig up your back garden and plant some potatoes and, and get ready to dig for victory. But now, now at this point, look at the, the long-term suspicion that's, that's, um, that's leveled at, at so-called preppers, right? You know, I mean, prepper is a, is a label that's applied to people that are, that are, um, that, you know, that have, that have and are taking steps to be self-sufficient. And it can mean a lot of things. Preppers go to, to varying depths. You grow your own food. Um, keep livestock, maybe if you've got if you've got the room for it. There might be people that that have laid down steadily over a period of time stores of emergency food and fuel and medicines in case whatever unexpected uh, circumstances would would cause shortages. Which in that, but but don't worry about that, folks, because we're crazy. No, you don't. know, long term food storages and stuff. We're crazy. We're just nuts. It's a label applied. Did you hear how he said that? Yeah. Now, the label apply. No, 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 no. Now the USDA is requesting that people register their home gardens. Really? Yes. I will not be complying with that, by the way. Just, just letting you know. Yeah. The USDA would like for you to register your home garden. If you've got a tomato plant growing on your patio or a lime tree in your backyard or they're lining all the dots up folks some some herbs growing on your windowsill you you, you should register they're, they're, it with the usda they're lining mm -hmm. all of the stars up just look at what they're doing yeah look at how they're doing this and and it will very just right like now the it's jab, just a suggestion just like the jab it will very quickly go from a, a suggestion a to a lie to a requirement yep Exactly. Yeah, you're right, Tara. They can fuck right off with that shit. Uh, uh You don't need to know what I'm growing. You don't need to know what my family's eating. That's none of your damn business. You know, about 10 years ago, uh, actually like 17 years ago, we moved down here. And I, I got to be honest with you all. I was sitting there and I heard like these neighbors, our neighbors behind us when we first moved into our house. Oh, yeah. They fought a lot. Well, they fought. Right up until the point when we moved out, they fought. They had chickens. They did? Holy fuck. They had this one rooster. I wanted to kill the motherfucker. 
Oh, those are the ones around the corner. I, I would finally that's be a off. That's not the ones that fought a lot. They I were around the corner. They had a horse too. I'd finally be off. And a pig. And this fucking cock would fucking start crowing at Odark early on a Saturday morning. And I'd want to run down there and fucking strangle it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I, I used to make fun of them. I was like, what the fuck they have chickens for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Never put two and six together to figure out, oh, that's four. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Now I realize why they had chickens. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, we don't make fun of them now, do we? No. You know, when you hear about somebody that like, for instance, I found out like one of my buddies, he's got a uh, cow now on his property, live cow, still alive. Okay. Got it on his property. And uh, yeah, I was kind of jealous. Now I have multiple cocks in my house or on my property. (laughs) I was, I was kind of jealous. I was like, fuck, he's got a cow. I got to get a cow. You know, it's like. If the side yards didn't flood so bad, I'd be all about it. Maybe a goat. I'm just saying. Goats can goats can live anywhere. This is just. Uh, right, but you hate goat milk. I do. I fucking despise goat I know. milk. I know. It's so nasty. Warm goat milk from Afghanistan just turned them. No, warm. that was uh, Kosovo. Kosovo, whatever. It's horrible. All right. And they had a fresh cow. Right Maybe there. a miniature cow. We could put a miniature cow in the backyard. Kind of dig for victory and be self-sufficient and make plans and be ready to look after yourself and your family. That has been, at best, it's mocked. And at worst, Prepper has become a pejorative. You know, being being identified as someone that's preparing for a for an unpredictable future is right up there with an, as, as, uh, as an expression of some kind of extremism. How did we, you know, so we've gone from keep calm and carry on to panic and wait for the government to help you and from dig for victory to, you know, if you so much as grow um, a bag of potatoes on your on your balcony, you're some kind of right wing extremist. But uh, anyone listening, depends what age you are, but if you look back to your own childhood or maybe you have to look back to the childhood of your parents, remember, remember the way people operated. People kept everything. Do you remember when people had drawers full of string, bits of string, and and paper that had come off that had come off a package that had arrived in the post got got smoothed out and and kept for another use, and people kept jars of screws and nuts and bolts. You know, you, you nailed the lids into the underside of shelves in the garage, and and filled j- jam jars with with stuff, you know, so that they were just there in case you needed it. And old clothes were kept either as emergency clothes or they were torn up to be used as rags. But that's recycling. That's green living. You know, and so many of the things that we're being encouraged to do now, you know, that constant upgrading, that that up that that replacement of old with new all the time, is the antithesis of any kind of self-sufficiency. You know, any kind of heartfelt green living. Hey, when you guys go to get new wardrobes, the next time you go to get new wardrobes and whatnot, I would highly recommend holding on to your clothes. Uh, I would not give them to Goodwill anymore. And hold on to your old wardrobes too, honestly. that So when we moved in, um, we got new furniture for the kids because the little one was still using the nursery furniture, you know, what we got him a new bed, but he was still using the nursery furniture. And, uh, and the older one had pretty much broken his furniture over the course of 10 years or so. So we got them new furniture, but I took the older ones, partly broken furniture 
and I flipped the dresser upside down. It's actually sitting out back right now. And I was just waiting for it to get a little bit colder because I'm going to wrap the front. I'm going to wrap it in landscape fabric and I'm going to fill it with dirt and I'm going to plant potatoes in it. And then his bed frame, I, I laid out and I planted herbs in it. It's out in the garden. And then, um, his other stand-up bed, actually, I, I used that. I set it down. And when the storm came, I put all the pots inside it. Um, but I'm also going to repurpose that and use it as a planter. So, but, um, I mean, I, I, I repurpose everything I've, I've always, and you know what, even mix made fun of me for it and called me a hoarder. And I mean, I keep everything. I keep everything. I keep clothes. I keep old blankets. Uh, we have two junk drawers full of stuff. I keep string. I keep rubber bands. I keep literally, I'm like, oh, I can use this for something else. Um, you know, I, literally everything. So, uh, yeah, grab wood pallets too. Um, you can build stuff with wood pallets. I turn them into uh, garden beds again. It's a good way to keep things separate, especially things that, that don't need a deep root system. Um, wrap it in landscape fabric, fill it with, with dirt and plant a salad bed or an herb garden in a, in a pallet. Uh, and then, you know, once it starts to fall apart, you can burn it. Keep everything. You can use it. That is green living. Not this constantly throwing shit away. When you can't use it anymore, burn well, it. Well, your clothes, I was telling you to keep your clothes because uh, those that's going to become money. Oh, yeah. Soon. Oh, yeah. So that's why I was telling you to keep your clothes, not just keep your clothes to keep your clothes. But uh, eh, we're going to go with some humor now. Just something to make you laugh. But yeah, because we we got to we gotta keep the humor going. Got to lighten it up a little. The hope and healing. Oh, <laughs> my ghost. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got angry when I watched this the first time. I got to be honest with you. That would almost make me want to get on a plane again. Like, no, I got angry because you know, that little faggot was one of those guys fucking standing there going, put your mask on. I don't know. He, he looked like, I mean, he actually had a sense of humor. You know, libtards don't have a sense of humor anymore. Put your mask on. Seriously. I don't think so. Well, fucking a mix and pain. Thunder, thunder, thunder. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna do our tribute a little early. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, I got to get some weed in me. Yeah, right. he really does. I'm not gonna be able to move here in a minute. I mean, he already can't move. So some bong hits for you, babe. Just a little bit. It's all good. So roll it up, load it up, spark it up, smoke it if you got it. Put Justin's picture up, the the in memory picture. Where do you have that at? I think it's in your. It's, it should be in your photos. I just pulled it up in your photos the other day from there and shared the screen. I can do that, I think. There you go. Just make it big. There you go. Yeah, I know. I got to do more ice. Um, oh, you have no idea how bad this. This is definitely a nerf because she hit it last night. And man, she like. I know she was trying to be gentle about it. That's probably why I punched the bed and not her because mm-hmm. I was in some fucking. I mean, I, I can tell you right now. She brought me right to my fucking knees. I was oh, like, yeah. holy shit. And I not was in done. a good way. I was done. 
I had never been more angry and happy all at the same time because <laughs> I figured out what it was, but I, oh, it was so painful. Yeah. It was rough. Like we immediately went out and I like smoked like two bowls directly to the dome. Said, nope, I'm not yeah. going to bed like that because I am fucking pissed right now. Texas Patriots says, I'm 5'8", 175. You're the same size as Mick. Justin was a big boy. He was. Uh, James used to call him a refrigerator, and his girlfriend Chrissy asked once, why do you call him a refrigerator? And James said, Justin, go stand in front of a refrigerator. And Justin did, and he was bigger than the refrigerator. <laughs> and it wasn't a small refrigerator. <sighs> Oh, anyway, um, actually, before you get to that, go back to the Bongino one, because I want to get to the next story on that real quick. We're going to have to fast forward a little bit to the end of, no, 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 just to the end of this segment that the Florida Surgeon General said. There it is. Yep. 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 All right. Should be about there. We'll check this out. Anyway. See what else she's going to get Bongino a blowjob for today. The truth shall get you fined. I'll deduct $2,500 from you of any science, good or bad, even if it comports right, with a narrative I believe to be true. Okay. This has to be replicated. Blah, blah, blah. It has to be replicated. It has to be reviewed by serious scientists out there. But this is not the first time we've heard this. If this turns out to be true and this risk is serious. So you run a company. Oh, I don't believe that at all. I think okay. they were just responding to backlash. Did you hear this? It's just a new story. Be no, in the I, newsletter. Read I this one it. too. No, I haven't heard this. You did, oh, now. this one's a doozy there, Daddy-O. PayPal versus course and withdraws a policy that would have fined users for misinformation. Now, they're saying now, again, this is a mistake. It was a policy which would have allowed PayPal to deduct $2,500 from users' accounts as a penalty for misinformation. Can you <laughs> imagine this? So you run a company... Oh, I'll leave that up as a, you run a company at Joe's computer shop or whatever it is, you're getting paid via PayPal and then Joe's online and he puts out some information about the vaccine they don't like. And all of a sudden Joe gets a $2,500 deduction from his account for misinformation. Folks, this story is real. Whether you believe PayPal's excuse or not, it's up to you. Let me read this. It's important. Until PayPal reversed it, and we were set to impose the new terms. They laid out a list of policy violations which would subject users to damages, including liquidated damages, $2,500 per violation, debited directly from your PayPal account. Get the hell oh. away from these crazy people as quick as you can. Hey. So no joke. Until they caught all this backlash, it was, if you said something on social media that PayPal didn't like, they just take $2,500 out of your account. Yep. $2,500. But you know what? PayPal got fined. Yep. Their stock dropped 6% after a flood of users canceled their PayPal accounts over their $2,500 misinformation debacle. So out of zero hedge, uh, PayPal lost around $5 billion in market cap early Monday morning after a massive internet campaign to cancel accounts went viral in response to their now reverse policy that would fine users $2,500 if they were to allegedly promote misinformation or hate. You know what I did? I had like $12. No, I had $38 in my PayPal account. Yeah, I canceled that shit. Done. So, yeah. Fun times. 
Don't so, think uh, it's gone forever, though. I, I'm not sure how many of you watch it anymore, but in case you do, uh, baseball strengthens its woke credentials with CRT nut at Fenway Park. Put another notch in Major League Baseball's woke belt, particularly the Boston Red Sox, who turned a ceremonial first pitch into an indoctrination of critical race theory. On Monday night, the Boston Red Soxes invited Ibram X. Kendi to throw out the first pitch, usually an, an, an innocuous event. He's been throwing deceitful pitches at the public education system for some time now. Honoring him at a game is as good as promoting what he's specifically known for. Kendi, Kendi, a radical Boston University professor, a peddler of critical race theory, and contributor to to, uh, to a book based on uh, a farcical uh, 1619 project and the author of the children's indoctrination book titled Good Night Racism. The 1619 project, founded by the New York Times contributor, uh, contributor Nicole Hannah Jones, which goes without saying lacks historical accuracy, the Heritage Foundation reports have roundly debunked the course of renowned academics for their gross factual uh, thematic inaccuracies and its outlandish claim that the American Revolution was fought by to protect slavery. The respected historians of the American Revolution, Josh Good, uh, said he does not know of any colonists who said that they wanted the independence in order to preserve their slaves, nor does anyone else, nor is there any historical record of it. Plain and simple, Kenny's appearance at Fenway Park uh, was a brushback pitch to conservatives whose uh, deities, uh, his anti-American influence in the government educational systems and students subjected it to woke propaganda. He's basically responsible for woke culture. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi is known to be a racial baitist, a hatist, and a sadist all at the same time. Well, didn't they have Fauci on uh, throw out the first pitch last year? That was at the Washington... Doesn't matter. It's all the same. No, it's not. They're all fucking woke. Well, they all are. It's Major League Baseball. Exactly. It sucks. Too, all the sports are. I loved. Baseball. Yeah, it's my favorite sport ever. I'm a Yankees fan. Come on. Too bad. Yeah, fuck that guy. I, I'm dead serious. Fuck that guy. Exactly. Fuck that guy. Don't honor him at shit like this. What are you doing, Major League Baseball? Why are you giving in? Why are you being a bunch of fucking woke bitches? Fuck already. Because otherwise they'll. Can't we have ads canceled and that's what they care about the money? Can't we have our sports without our politics and our politics without our sports? Nope. When corporations started dabbling in politics and corporations are the ones who pay for the ads during sports games. That's Uh, all they care about. They don't actually care about the game. They care about the ads. They care about the revenue. Come on now. You know this. Anyway, Trump had two rallies over the weekend. Yes, he did. Two rallies. Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, I was actually looking for a way we could play it, and I found a way we could do it. But, but it was late. It was late. Yeah. Yes. It was late in the day. So, But this was the one from, from Sunday. This was from yesterday. In old well, Mesa, not the whole thing, Mesa, obviously, Arizona. but a clip. So here we go. The radical left is no longer about socialism, it's about communism. We've skipped over socialism, I think, and that's where our country is headed, and I predicted this would happen. 
a long time ago when I felt it. I felt it in my blood. I just felt it in my bones and blood that we are in for a period of time because we have people that truly either they hate our country, they are competent. Look, they are competent. We can't say they're dummies, but they are sick. You know, Shifty Schiff, Shifty Adam Schiff. Shifty Adam Schiff. I mean, I tell this story every once in a while. I have a son who's a very good young man. He's been through hell with all these investigations. He, he thought he was going to just help the country. Don Jr. Does anyone know Don Jr.? So it's now come out that the fake dossier, the dossier was a total uh, put up fake job done by the Democrats and Hillary, right? DNC in conjunction with Russia. So it's now fake. In fact, the Times admitted it. The Washington Post admitted it. Even stupid CNN, nobody watches them anymore because they have no ratings. But they, a lot of great guys are being thrown off CNN. I love what. But, but everybody now says it was a fake. And Adam Schiff was in on it. But I see Adam Schiff a few years ago come out to the microphone just like this. Now think of this. He helped devise a fake scheme. So he has a fake scheme and he comes out to the microphone and he knows it's a lie. And he said, I have just witnessed horrible, horrible events and a horrible document. And I believe Donald Trump Jr. will be serving time in prison in the very near future. Now, think of this. How bad are you when you tell somebody, anybody, I don't care, president or not president, Somebody's son is going to go to jail, and you know it's a hoax. You know it's fake. Uncle Sam, do you agree with that? Now, think of it. You know it's a hoax, and he's saying that my son is going to jail on something. These are bad people. These are sick degenerates. If the Democrats win, the communists win, and soon they will send their thugs, their criminals, their angry left-wing prosecutors, and their 87,000 new IRS agents who are allowed to carry guns. You know that, right? After you. And it's interesting because, you know, they're fighting against our Second Amendment. No guns. Nobody have. Nobody can have guns. And yet 87,000 IRS agents are allowed to have guns. Explain that one. If Republicans win, the communists lose, the globalists lose, the deep state bureaucrats lose, the Silicon Valley censors lose. The corrupt fake news media bosses lose and the rhinos lose. But America wins and wins big. And that's the only thing that will matter. The only thing that will matter. This election is your chance to send a strong message to all of the arrogant left wing radicals who want to dictate what you can say and what you can think and how you are supposed to lead your lives with your families. With your vote, you can humiliate Joe Biden. Not that he hasn't been humiliated enough. The media and the corrupt Democrat machine. And you can declare that America will always remain a free and fair country. I, I want to point something out here. You see what channel this played on? Yeah. Forbes. Forbes. Breaking news. Forbes. Yeah. When was the last time anyone saw Trump on anything but RSBN or OAN? Weird. Right? What is with that? That's what? an excellent question. Why was it on Forbes? I don't know. I don't know. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of my clips from Forbes on, on YouTube, or I, I watch a lot of clips from Forbes on YouTube. I don't certainly play them all. Um, and this one's on Sky News, which we, we get a lot of. Um, he he talked about humiliating Biden with your vote. And then he went on to humiliate Biden with a meme. It was pretty funny, actually. Epic. Yeah. Joe Biden can't speak clearly. He can't think clearly. So he tells law enforcement, you got to do something about this guy, Trump. He's killing me. Take a look at this. You'll see. see. Just take a look. You're not even going to believe it. How, would you, say your How mental, would you say your mental focus is? It's focused. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't. Look. Let's get ready to bumble. I think it's a right for people that bad at health care. True international depression. God, oh my Lord, we never said that. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was gonna put him. Uh, foot, foot. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. Wait, 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 wait. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. <laughs> he went for two reasons. One, to. Come on, man. <laughs> my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I've had a couple. But the nature, not representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Um, uh, um, what am I doing here? I'm talking. Yeah. I got hairy legs that turn. That 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 that. Thank you for tolerance for listening to me. I appreciate it very much. What? Joe is a hoe. Joe is a hoe. Joe's gotta go. Joe's gotta go. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Holy shit. You're right, Lindsay. He did take Mick's button for. D- no, he didn't. No, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He tried. But it was. It was he tried. It was real close. It was close. It was. Close. I'm just saying. Out of old Mesa, Arizona, mm-hmm. old DJT rolling in. Oh yeah, but don't worry about it. Yeah, we have one for you too. Well, it wasn't ours. I, I, because I don't, I, you know, as Leanna says, I'm, I'm not a content creator. I'm a content, um, reproducer. No, what's she call it? Uh, I don't know, Leanna. What's your word for it? You are a content. <laughs> Curator. 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 You're, you're a content right. curator. Absolutely. We're content curators. Correct. Of good information that you guys should watch. Yeah. That's why we play it on it's our fun show. Fun stuff. 
makes us laugh, makes you laugh, should make you laugh because this shit's scary. Uh, and if we we're really selling anything, we're selling, hey, look, <laughs> this is where you got a, an hour to your, a couple hours to yourself and you can just say, fuck the world. So say, fuck the world with and us. Let's go, Brandon. At the, you know, uh, going, going to uh, the, uh, you know, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. I'm gonna lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I headed? I keep forgetting I'm president. Where am I? No idea. Last night on the, the television, uh, uh, television, I was on a telephone. I'm rapidly rising uh, 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 with, uh, with uh, I don't know. COVID has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's why it's reflected in the K-A-N-N-A-N-H-E-I-I-I-I-I. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was inflicted in the we're going to see the building out in gaze of Putin's autocracy. NATO's purpose is to defend against aggression. Let it make, let me make them, let it near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. I'm, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. I'm going to lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I headed? I keep forgetting I'm president. Where am I? No idea. I don't think as the idea that um, the um, the political coverage. The, I want to thank and recognize Dr. John John King King song King that song. I can't get this to fucking off. My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. I'm gonna lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. Where am I? No idea. No idea. No idea. I keep forgetting I am president. That is a classic. Uh, that should be like the staple of his presidency. I keep forgetting that I'm president. We might have to make that our new intro song. <laughs> My mind's going blank here. It's not bad. It's not as catchy as I like though. I know. It's funny though. I, I, and you're right, Wix. It, it shouldn't be funny, but it is. Really? <sighs> I know. It's ridiculous. It really is. I'm having a problem finding the fucking mouse right now. There it is. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, it disappears on you. I know. But shit's coming out. So real quick, one of the things that kind of tells me that maybe things aren't as bad as old Joe Biden made it seem to be like it was last week when he said we were on the brink of it, Armageddon. Yep. Um, Friday was a telltale sign that when Joe loaded up on the old fucking uh, Marine one there and flew down to Delaware. Um, well, he doesn't, he flew doesn't up care to Delaware. Um, he's not real too. He's not really too worried. Obviously. I mean, o Obama's the one running the show anyway. What is, why does it matter where Biden is? True. And you know, when he's in Delaware, the secret service says they have no record whatsoever of who comes and who goes. comes and goes. 
So, so for all we know, he's been meeting with fucking Obama every weekend. I I mean, yeah. Big Mike. Just saying. Big Mike was probably there. There are times when size does matter. Big Mike. Big Mike would matter. Just saying. Just saying. Anyway. Um, of course, Biden went to Delaware for the weekend. Where else would he go? What, what is this? What is this? Play yeah. it. Uh, this is, I guess, going to be funny. No. No. We need right now the current president of the United States is Joe Biden. Is he corrupt or is he not? And what we do need to avoid is this obfuscation and this dodging and this counter accusation. And this is not a distraction. This is a necessity. Because what we're after here is the truth. 150 suspicious activity. It's not a handful, not a dozen, not single digits. 150. And to sit there and say that this is not something that's worthy of a resolution of inquiry is absurd on its face. Because this is about getting to truth and administering justice. So they're now saying that they they might actually charge Hunter on uh, tax evasion and that gun charge. Well, let's let's not if the Republicans take the House in November. You know, it's all contingent on that. Let's not again. Let's not get into well, specifics we'll here. We'll see because Harris Faulkner has a different approach. Well, apparently. Senator Comer. Oh, Senator Comer. Senator does. Comer. It's talking about it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. this could be a little different. It's making more mainstream waves than what we originally thought. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think the real question is, though, is what the, what, what's the FBI really going to do? I mean, the, the, the American people have common sense. They see the facts. They see that there was a laptop. There was the eyewitness. There was the emails. There are all these suspicious activity reports. We have the majority. Bring them in front of Congress. Do the depositions that need to be done so we can get the facts. Congressman Jim Jordan not only promising to investigate Hunter Biden, but saying that his party would hold the FBI accountable. The agency is accused, some of uh, members of the agency accused of suppressing information from Hunter's laptop ahead of the 2020 election. And then there was, of course, the participation of social media in that effort as well. So federal prosecutors reportedly have enough evidence to slap the president's son with tax charges or gun charges, potentially. Former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says she doesn't think any of this is news. Investigators believe they do have enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden. How large is this looming over the president, over Democrats broadly? I looked at a bunch of local uh, front pages uh, yeah. this morning. And if you look at the front page in Nevada, they're talking about Trump's rally there. If you look at the front pages in Pennsylvania, they're talking about Mastriano. As much as there was so much news happening in Washington this week, it doesn't always translate and often doesn't translate to what voters are talking about in states. And I think that's what we're seeing currently. Oh, Wow, she is still pulling the message from the administration. Oh yeah, if it's not on the mainstream media, it doesn't Holy count. It didn't fuck. happen. Wow. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what she's saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it's not on the mainstream media, but it is because they're talking about it on Meet the Press. Uh, keep wow. keep going. Keep going. Joe Concha, Fox News mm -hmm. contributor and media columnist for The Hill, yeah. joins me now. Uh, Joe, Jen Psaki says it, it doesn't rate as a story. Um, mm -hmm. Clearly, that's what happened before the election. There was a lot of effort to make sure that it didn't rate as a story. And it sounds like yeah. some of that is continuing. 
I, I love her reasoning here, Martha. The Hunter Biden story is only a minor inside baseball thing because she doesn't see the story on front pages of newspapers throughout the country. Well, yeah, of course she doesn't. Uh, the media is running the same playbook it ran in October of 2020, mostly dismiss what is a major story. It could be the biggest story of this presidency if Joe Biden received 10 percent of profits as the big guy, which Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobulinski, a former lieutenant in the Navy, is alleging. And if and when the GOP takes back the House and increasingly that looks like it'll be the case uh, as jim jordan said that will be one of the first orders of business to launch hearings and investigations into this and that will make things very uncomfortable for hunter biden but also james biden the president's brother president biden obviously and fbi director chris ray who needs to answer some serious questions on why his agency doesn't appear to be very interested in pursuing all the leads courtesy of that laptop from hell and its contents tony bobolinsky himself says that he hasn't heard from the fbi since bringing it to their attention uh since october of 2020 He's not heard from them. Why is that? Those are the questions that Jim Jordan and others will be asking. You would think they would at least want. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Boblinski hasn't heard from them. Nope. And then this is this is the Senator Comer one. Yeah. He weighed in on it, too. Or Representative Comer. There we go. Well, the case against Hunter Biden is growing and could result in an indictment. Republicans thinking ahead of what hearings to hold should they take the House majority. Many hoping to question America's top agencies over why and how these investigations slipped through the cracks. Here's Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan with me yesterday on Sunday Morning Futures. I think the, the, the Hunter Biden story will primarily be done out of the oversight committee under the if, in fact, the American people put us in the majority. They see the facts. They see that there was a laptop. There was the eyewitness. There was the emails. There are all these suspicious activity reports. The real question is, will the FBI hold people accountable? I, I mean, I got my doubts and I, frankly, I'll believe it when I see it because this is the FBI where we've now had 14 agents come to us as whistleblowers and tell us how political it's gotten. Yeah, we're following this as the uh, doors seem to be closing in on the president's son. Joining me right now is Kentucky Congressman James Comer. He will have subpoena power. He is the member of the Education and Labor Committee. He is the ranking member of the Oversight Committee, meaning he will be the chairman of the committee should the GOP take the House majority. Congressman, thanks very much for being here. We appreciate your time. What are your plans for this Hunter Biden story? Well, obviously, it's a priority. We've been talking about it for months now. I think the uh, federal authorities are finally getting the picture that, uh, you know, this is not going to end well for Joe Biden as well as Hunter Biden. And uh, we're setting up uh, our agenda for the first three months. The top investigation right now is going to be the Biden family influence peddling. And remember, Maria, it's not just Hunter Biden. It's the president's brothers and potentially the president as well. We've already had people come forward. You've seen Bobolinsky on, on Fox News talk about Joe's direct involvement with these shady business dealings. So the whole reason we're investigating Hunter Biden is because we know that he's a national security threat and we fear that he has compromised Joe Biden. So we're going to have a very productive uh, set of hearings early on in the Republican majority. And I think the American people are going to be shocked 
with uh, what they find out the Biden family's been doing to profit off Joe Biden's name over the past decade. Well, Congressman, it's just extraordinary what we've been learning about this. Now there's a new report that the White House is hiring staffers specifically to deflect against any upcoming GOP probes. They're paying them triple digits. It's pretty incredible. But this latest email, which Daryl Issa, your colleague, uh, exposed, shows that the family was trying to get the Qataris to give them money as well. These are all national security threats. What we know is the Biden family took in money from officials in China. He was taking money from Ukraine, being on the board of Burisma. He was even taking money from Russia uh, with that three and a half million dollar wire payment that we know went into his account from the uh, former mayor of Moscow's wife. Look at this latest email. And it says from Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, writing to the Qatari royal family. He says, my family could provide a wealth of introductions and business opportunities at the highest levels. Unbelievable. I spoke with Tony Bobolinsky over the weekend and he he told me that it was CEFC, the Chinese energy company that did a deal with the Biden family where they were going to pay the Biden family 20 million dollars so that they could make introductions and help them do deals across the world. Is that what we're talking about in terms of these tax charges? Is this all the money going in and out of the Biden family accounts that triggered those 100 150 suspicious activity reports. Well, we don't know. Uh, we do know that uh, prior to Joe Biden becoming president, any member of Congress had access to suspicious activity reports. One of the first rule changes Joe Biden made, made when he was president was he changed that rule. So Republicans have been blocked from getting the answers as to what triggered those 150 suspicious activity reports. Remember, Maria, that's the banks, and there were more than one bank that uh, notified the federal government that we believe our client has committed a crime. Now, he had 150 of these at least from at least four different banks. And yet we haven't been able to determine the extent of what exactly triggered these suspicious activity reports. We're going to request these again from Treasury after the November elections. We're going to expect to have these on day one in January in the Republican majority. If we don't get them, we will use subpoena power to get them. We'll also invite the bank CEOs to come in and uh, hopefully we won't have to subpoena them for that. But we're going to get those suspicious activity reports and we'll be able to answer those questions as to why Hunter Biden and Jim Biden's personal banks notified the federal government that their clients who they knew at the time were the son and brother of the sitting vice president of the United States. We are confident they committed a crime. So this is very serious. I, I'm very disappointed that the uh, mainstream media. Has- in November, after we vote in January, after they all get sworn back in, after they take the House and the Senate. But it only it only works if you vote. Seems like a big campaign speech, doesn't it? Yeah. The whole thing. Over and over and over again. Yeah. That's what they tell us all the time. They tell us yeah. that. They come out and they say, oh, vote, 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 vote. The The wheels are back off the bus. We got to get everybody to vote again. Yep. Man, I'm a, I'm a political scientist by trade. And I can tell you right now, uh, I, I don't know if that's true anymore. Hmm.
Yeah. What do they say about Americans when they've lost that? When they've lost that will, the question, that vote, whether your vote counted or not. What do they call that? I bet they have a name for it. I just guarantee we've never heard of it because we've never been like that before. We've never been in that situation before. Yeah. Where so many Americans are fucking asking the question, does my vote count? Well, you know, it's really interesting. Um, we we might have referenced this on Ghost Show, which is coming out on Wednesday. Um, uh, New York Times right-wing conspiracy theory comes true in less than 24 hours. Uh, last Tuesday, the New York Times framed a story circulating on the right over a software company's connection with the Chinese Communist Party as a right-wing conspiracy theory. At an invitation-only conference in August at a secret location southeast of Phoenix, a group of election deniers unspooled a new conspiracy theory about the 2020 presidential outcome, was the Times' original lead from the Daily Caller. In it, the Times wrote that the right-wing election deniers in Arizona had fabricated a conspiracy theory that election software company Konak had secretized the CCP and was passing them information on around 2 million U.S. poll workers. In the two years since former President Donald J. Trump lost his re-election bid, conspiracy theorists have subjected election officials and private companies that play a major role in elections to a barrage of outlandish voter fraud claims, reads the article. But the attacks on Koenig demonstrate how far-right election deniers are also giving more attention to new and more secondary companies and groups. Their claims often find a receptive online audience, which then uses the assertions to raise doubts about the integrity of American elections. What's the, what's the, the general going rate on a conspiracy theory? How long does it normally take to come to fruition? Well, now with that one, 24 hours. Yeah, it was like, it, you know, it, it used to be like six to 12 months and then it was six to 12 weeks. And now, and, and now we can do it in 24 yeah, hours. Now it's, it's 24 hours because the very next day, Election software CEO arrested over data theft, storing data on servers in China. Hmm. What do you know? The head of Konek Corp, a Michigan-based software company, was arrested on October 4th for allegedly stealing and storing personal data of Los Angeles County election workers on servers in China. Konek uh, CEO Eugene Yu, 51, even his, his name's Chinese. Yeah. was arrested in Michigan on charges of stealing the personal identifying information of Los Angeles County election workers, according to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. Investigators also seized, seized computer hard drives and other digital data relevant to the case. The office stated that it would seek use extradition to Los Angeles. According to the office, Koenig won a five-year, $2.9 million contract with Los Angeles County in 2020 for an election worker management system named Poll Chief Software that was used by the county in the last California election. Hmm. So well, well, not what to was be, it that Biden said? It not, doesn't not matter be, who votes. It matters who counts the votes. Not to be outdone very quickly on October 7th, Fairfax County government in Fairfax County, Virginia announced uh, that they would stop using the Konek election software following the CEO's arrest. Fairfax County, Virginia, the county in Northern Virginia has uh, ceased the use of the election software, the Konek group. 
after the arrest of the company's executive earlier this week. Konek CEO Eugene Wu, 51, was arrested in Michigan October 4th as a part of an investigation uh, of the suspected theft of personal identifying information in Los Angeles County workers, according to Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. So states have already stopped using the Konek software. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recommendation, if your state does, it's time to start telling them to stop using it. Yeah. Yeah. The The BBC put out an interesting story last week. Um, you know, I always like to look at the, the outside perspective, right? That's why we play a lot of Sky News and, and we'll read international stories regarding what's going on in the U.S. So this is titled U.S. Midterms, the Trump Voters who see a coming storm hmm. by Caddy K, U.S. special correspondent. The upcoming midterm elections for U.S. Congress, the first nationwide vote since Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol nearly two years ago, have Mary Ameri- many Americans on edge. The BBC's Katie K has been finding out why. Karen and Steve don't want to take up arms, but if Republicans lose in November, this elderly Arizona couple say a civil war is coming and yes, they will fight. They have discussed it between them and feel that taking up arms is their best option. It was at this point that our conversation grew a little dark and my faith in the strength of American democracy grew a little shaky. I met the the Slaytons at their Trump paraphernalia store in Show Low, Arizona. It was one of the first stops on a month-long road trip that I took around America this summer, a journey to understand why the upcoming elections felt so consequential, perhaps even a little ominous. The couple were delightful hosts. They were funny and generous. They took me on a tour of their extensive stock of wacky Trump merchandise and explained that, yes, there really are people who want to spend spend $100 on a life-size cutout of the former president dressed as Rambo to put in their living rooms. Quite a lot of people, actually. Trump is Rambo is one of their best-selling items. We talked about history, the economy, and even abortion, but it was only when I questioned their belief that the 2020 election was stolen that things got tense. Wasn't it possible, I asked, that millions of Americans just didn't like President Trump and so Joe Biden won the election? It was Karen who responded with a distinctly steely glint. If you're a crazy liberal, we're just not interested. The central news, let me call them. I'm not going to call them fake news, but it is fake news to say that America doesn't like Trump. America loves Trump. The BBC is not fake news, but I let that pass. The idea of war, however, demanded clarification. It will start on a small scale. It will be like town against a town, state against a state. Steve had clearly thought this through. People have been tossing this idea of a second American civil war around for a couple of years now, ever since the 2020 election, ever since the violence of the Capitol riots on January 6, 2021. I find it hard to believe, maybe I lack imagination, but the idea of Americans going to war over a lost election still seems implausible. But that's Steve's take on what happened last time when Lincoln won that triggered the South. That's not the only view of the origins of the American Civil War, but this wasn't a moment for a history debate. It's the present that needs attention. As I said goodbye to the Slatin, Steve threw out a warning. It was said with a habitual American-friendly smile, but it was chilling nonetheless. This could turn really nasty. Just how nasty was what I was trying to find out. Mm. So it goes on. She visits... uh, Let's see. She says their views are not fringe. The belief that the 2020 election was stolen has seeped into the mainstream like a virus now that infects the entire democratic process. 
Polls since the election suggest that 70% of of Republicans believe that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president. Um, That's more than 50 million people, by the way. They toured Arizona, Wyoming, Georgia, and Pennsylvania and spoke to dozens of voters who were convinced Joe Biden is not America's legitimate president. If you felt an election had been stolen from you, you'd be angry too. Indeed, you may feel it was something worth fighting for. The problem is there's no evidence to support the stolen election claim. Yeah, bullshit. Okay. Anyway, um, even the international news media is drumming the war drums. That means it's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Yep. If they're talking about it over there. Guess who still approves on them? Yep. Brian Kemp does. Sure does. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. (coughs) Interesting. And um, what what may start it even before the elections isn't it's not just politics. It's also money. Our economy. Food. Yeah. Yeah. Our economy is going to be the big one. Oh, yeah. Because when this crashes, we're all fucked. Oh, yeah. Then everybody's going to start jumping out of windows. And it's coming soon. Economist Mohammed El Arian issuing a weak warning about, uh, excuse me, a bleak warning about what's ahead for the economy, placing the blame squarely on the Fed. Listen to this. There is a possibility that the Federal Reserve makes another mistake and that that bumpy journey actually changes the destination. That is the cost of a Federal Reserve being late. Not only does it have to overcome inflation, but it has to restore its credibility. So yes, I fear that we risk a very high probability of a damaging recession that was totally avoidable. Forbes Media CEO Steve Forbes joins me now. Steve, always great to see you. I want to get your reaction to that because the Fed did say that inflation was transitory for quite some time. What Mohammed El Arian is suggesting is had they taken it more seriously, had they start to incrementally raise rates before they did actually start in earnest, we wouldn't necessarily be in the situation we're in now. Uh, that's right. And uh, both the Federal Reserve and the administration seem to be uh, in coordination of doing everything they can to uh, hurt the economy, slow it down. Unfortunately, the Federal Reserve believes that the way you fight inflation is by depressing the economy, slowing down economic activity, making people poorer. And so uh, that's what the point of all of these raising of interest rates is to hurt the economy. And if the Fed had just, and the Fed doesn't understand the way you fight inflation is by stabilizing the value of your currency, the dollar, mm. which is in the last couple of years going up and down like a yo-yo. Yeah, so and the Fed is giving us unnecessary pain. It's skyrocketed as of late, um, the U.S. dollar index. And, and we're looking at the market, Steve, down um, the Dow is down 52 points as we speak. The Nasdaq's taking a hit of 105. We had a very volatile week last week as well. Um, got the jobs number. Actually, the market was looking for a worse number. That might be a sign that the Fed could ease up a little bit. But we're not getting in any indication that that's going to happen. Well, that's the thing. It's uh, kind of perverse. We got a couple of great rallies, as you know, not so long ago on the theory that the economy was doing poorly. So therefore, the Fed would uh, stop bashing it. And uh, now the fear is the Fed's going to bash it. So uh, the markets are taking a hit again, realizing what a poor economy does to earnings. Yeah. And so uh, we have this situation where the worse the economy does, the more probability we're going to get relief from the Fed. Right. This is absolutely perverse. 
And what I think is going to happen is while everyone focuses on the U.S. economy, what the Fed is doing has international repercussions as well. You mentioned the rising dollar. You're going to get a crisis in the exchange markets. You're going to get a financial crisis in both in Europe and Japan. And I think ultimately what you're going to see happen in the months ahead, Jackie, is that the, the Europeans, the Japanese, the Chinese, the Brits and us are going to get together. The U.S. is going to get together and stabilize exchange rates. This will enable the Fed in a face-saving way of getting off of its uh, high horse of trying to hurt the economy by artificially raising the cost of money, which is hitting mortgages, going to hit credit cards, hitting small businesses. Steve, let me ask you about the big banks, right? The housing crisis hit the banks for, for a totally different reason. It was the, the loans and the packaging of the subprime mortgages and, and selling those out um, that ended up became, uh, becoming an issue and, and the, the banks needed to be bailed out by the Fed. But having said that, there is some concern right now, and I'm hearing these rumblings, having conversations with people saying, with interest rates so low, banks may have over-leveraged themselves. And now with rates on the rise, um, they could find themselves in a tight spot. Is this something that concerns you? I think uh, certainly the American banks and I think some of the European ones have, all, have recapitalized after the disaster of 2008-2009. They were grossly over leveraged then. So I think uh, their balance sheets are in much better shape today. And so uh, there's a tendency to think, well, this is what happened before. It'll happen again. I think uh, the crisis, the so-called black swans that are going to come out of nowhere and hurt uh, the economy mm. are going to come from what happens with the dollar exchange rate with the countries. Many the countries can't pay their debts because they took on a lot of debt where money seemingly was free. So you're going to have uh, those debt crisis. You're going to have exchange rate crises. Right. And so I think you're going to have meetings to finally stabilize the situation because the whole global economy is going downward. And you brought and that's up a, not good for anything, especially politically. Yeah, no. And you brought up a great point with respect to rates going up, hitting earnings. When earnings see uh, losses, when companies see losses and they want to make those numbers look a little bit better, they lay people off. And so the labor market's been pretty strong. Um, but that could be the next shoot to drop as well. And, and people could struggle there. Steve Forbes, always great to see you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate it. Well, that is a very dire prediction, but not one you have never heard before. Yeah, and he's a smart old dude. And it's funny that they give out dire predictions like that, yet they talk shit in the rest of their magazine. Wow. Um, true. Just saying. You know, we we fight all the time against the globalists, right? That's who we say we're fighting against, the globalists, and that we're America first. But we have to face the reality that we do live in a global economy and our financial situation affects the rest of the world and their financial situation affects us. Okay. But did you hear what he said? Yeah. He said, America, Britain, Canada, and we're going to China. We're, we're going to move together to stabilize yep. the trading, which means we're going to go to a one world currency. Because what that means, when you get that many together, you go to a single world currency. Yep. Before it was the American dollar. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be a... Something else. A digital currency. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Probably the Chinese one. Yep. Gonna oh, yeah. Guess. Yeah. Just guessing. Yeah. But hey, uh, Pelosi weighed, weighed in on inflation as well. Well, because she's just an economic genius, mm -hmm. of course. But, I mean, she really is. She's so smart. Smartest woman out there. Love the her. fact that people have jobs 
always contributes to increase in inflation. And that's a good thing. That's your fault. You have a job, you contribute to inflation. The fact that people have jobs contributes to inflation. Damn it. Damn it. I, I knew I shouldn't have had a job. No shit. I knew I shouldn't have been a responsible human being. Damn it. Damn it. The fuck was I thinking? No shit. Some bitch. Just suck on the government tit. Please. That's you don't need a job? Uh, <sighs> I don't know who this is. I don't know what this is. Oh, I, this oh, is oh. all you. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys were talking about how the military is the only option here, and I we're, we're, we're getting to that now. Welcome back to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Kara McKinney. Declining birth and marriage rates are not the only tools we have at our disposal to gauge how inward-looking the younger generations are becoming. Of course, selfishness and laziness are not unique to just one generation of young people. We've seen it all throughout time. It's part of growing up. It's part of being young. But that last part right there is key. Growing up. One reason why civilizations have so many societal norms is because they are the guardrails put in place by previous generations through their own trials and errors to create a pathway of sorts to work out some of the bugs of adolescence to get young people to mature and into functioning and contributing adult members of society with duties and responsibilities both to themselves and to each other. But since those traditional mores are the very guardrails the left has been hacking away at for many decades now in order to create their dystopia of you do you, whatever makes you happy at anyone's expense, you now have 30-year-olds these days acting like they're still 18 as almost the default setting. Seeing someone that age who squared away is now the exception instead of the norm it was even just, say, 20 years ago. So what is that other tool I was talking about to gauge all this? I would say patriotism and military service. As the former has cratered, so has the latter. New reports say the Army fell 25% short of its recruitment goals this year, which equates to about 15,000 soldiers and will mean the Army has to rely more on the Guard and the Reserve to augment active duty forces, leading to some cuts elsewhere. As our friends over at the Media Research Center report, quote, as the new fiscal year began on October 1st, the Marine Corps normally enters it with up to 50% of their recruiting goal secured, but instead is a little above 30%, the Associated Press reported. Meanwhile, the Air Force averages meeting about 25% of their recruitment goal as they start the new fiscal year, but only has about 10% secured. The Navy also has about 10% of their goal, end quote. A new study released by the Pentagon earlier this year that we talked about found that 77% of young Americans do not even qualify for military service without a waiver due to factors such as weight-related issues, using drugs, or having other mental or physical challenges. That's up by 6% just from 2017. However, as recently as fiscal year 2021, the Army was at least meeting its recruitment goal. So what's happened since? What kind of trends have intensified past a certain breaking point? Well, there's been a worsening... Okay, that's not exactly true. She said that as of 2021, they were meeting their recruitment goal. Actually, in 2021, they lowered their recruitment standards due to COVID, supposedly. To meet their recruitment. So that the numbers didn't look bad before anyone caught on. But now, we're all watching. They can't do that again. So... When she said they met their recruitment goal in 2021, that's not exactly true. They lowered their recruitment goal standard. And now they haven't even met 50% of that. So, so they're like 75% out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the military is only at 10%. Yeah. Um, and and this is this is this is some craziness right here. I know we're going out of order, but I 
I want this one. And one more thing, Haley, I would emphasize. This is the Army Chief of Staff. I think um, more broadly, in terms of, you know, soldiers coming from um, marginalized communities or, you know, demographics that are not widely represented in the Army, that's part of why we've got to emphasize positive command climates and inclusion. You know, we get criticized, frankly, sometimes for being woke. I'm not sure what woke means. I think woke means a lot of different things to different people. Um, but first of all, I would say if, if woke means, you know, we are not focused on war fighting, we are not focused on readiness, that doesn't reflect what I see at installations all around the country or overseas when I go and visit. But I think, you know, we do have a wide range of soldiers in our army and we've got to make them all feel included. And that's why a lot of our diversity, equity, and inclusion programs are important. I can't wait till like Trump comes in and deletes all of those programs. Just like delete, delete, delete. It all goes away. Bye. See ya. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, bitches. Biden, look at all your, I, I hope he turns the camera back on himself. And he says, Biden, you see all these stupid fucking memorandums you wrote? Look at this. Bye. Good night. Executive order has now been replaced. Well, she, she wants to know what woke is. So here's an example of what woke is. Really? Where is this? This is in a church. What type of church? Well, not a Catholic one, I don't think. No. Do you, either of you have any questions for Miss Pentecost? Pentecost. Like, maybe it's in a Pentecostal church. This tranny's name is Pentecost. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You like her eyeshadow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she'll let you borrow it. When you're older, like when you're allowed to wear makeup. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world, uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to, to change into something new uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes, that, that we're supposed to live differently. It does look like a Catholic church. It does. Yeah, that is some weird shit right there. What do you think about that, babe? That that our our God calls us to renew our minds constantly and 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 accept new things. Fucking bullshit. You think you think our God will accept this? No. Here, here, here's that. Here's JP for a little humor. Thank you for kneeling during the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, for today's class, we're going to take inspiration from our great leaders and learn how to become a hypocrite. But I warn you, without enough indoctrination and examples of degenerates brilliantly portraying hypocrisy, you're at risk. Um, at risk of what? At risk of letting your innate human nature lead you to life of integrity. If that happens, you only have two options for jobs when you get older. You'll either be a domestic terrorist who loves this country or you'll be a racist, but probably both. But because I love kids, I want a better future for you than that. But if you're not a hypocrite, why would those be the only two options? No more hateful questions. Oh, I wish you were aborted. So the first step to being a hypocrite 
is to stand for nothing. This requires you to have no moral code and no sense of purpose when it comes to contributing to the betterment of your community. Step number two to being a hypocrite, speak the language of moral superiority. That way, because you'll have no morals, it's easier for you to morph into a sounding box of saying whatever will make people think you're a more caring, better person than they are. The third and final step to being a hypocrite is never let your actions match your words. Now let's put all this into a practical example. Just imagine you're a hysterical person who says, we should encourage and welcome all illegal immigrants to flood across our open border into this country. Now here's the question. When should you stand by this statement with your actions? A, at all times. B, never. Or C, at all times unless they're sent to my community, then we don't want those illegal non-whites here. Timmy? Uh, I don't know. At all times? Timmy, you worthless clump of cells, are you even paying attention? Not really. I think I'm still in a trauma response from yesterday when you were talking about your body and sexuality for half the day. We'll be talking more about that this afternoon. And thank you for listening so carefully yesterday. You wouldn't be traumatized unless you were paying attention. Johnny? Is it C, at all times, unless they're sent to my community, then we don't want those illegal non-whites here? That is the correct way to think. And your prize for being right, you get to keep these. Go ahead, take a sniff. Nobody has to know, it'll be our little secret. Go ahead. Mm, that feels so good. Let's double down on being a hypocrite. We'll use a recent case study. On Martha's Vineyard, they have a sign that says, we stand with migrants. Now those are great words to say, but then they recently had the tragic crisis of immigrants actually showing up on their island. Now as true law-abiding hypocrites, what do you think they did in response? Yes, Sarah? Panicked and then sent them somewhere else so they don't have to be inconvenienced? You them theirs are getting it. I think you're ready for an advanced lesson in hypocrisy. So, as you know, words have meaning. But as hypocrites, we have to face the adversity of redefining those words so they're a little bit more, shall we say, malleable. For instance, the word Inclusive has a dictionary definition of including everyone, but the word has a hypocritical definition of rejecting anyone who thinks differently than you. Uh, Sarah, are you okay? My chest is really hurting. From what? I think it's from the double mastectomy you encouraged me to get. I feel like I've been mutilated. Enhanced. Enhanced is the correct thing to say. By the way, you're welcome. Uh, okay, class. Let's really put your hypocrisy skills to the test. As you know, we're currently under a climate emergency that will have this very classroom underwater probably by the end of the week, unless we can relegate our country to third world status. Who has the authority to, shall we say, condescendingly talk down to people about climate change? People who are making an earnest effort to reduce their carbon emissions? That's absurd. You know what? That's the last straw with you. Go to the principal's office and get aborted. The correct answer is people who fly on private jets. 
That way they can arrive so they can shamingly lecture the little people about their use of fossil fuels. What was that? It was Sarah's head bouncing off the floor. Looks like she passed out. She'll be okay. Now, it sounds easy to be a hypocrite, but it's not. There's one thing that can absolutely ruin your pursuit of being a hypocrite, and it's having principles. Principles are what a person stands for. And it's been said that if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. But if you stand for something, then you'll fall for nothing. Principled people hatefully stand by their principles no matter what, even when standing by them means that same principle is supporting something on the other side. And even worse, the actions of principled people always stay in alignment with the words they say. That can be a lot of effort, and it's basically the opposite of being a hypocrite. <laughs> Gross. So when it comes to principles, just say no. Any questions? Johnny. As a teacher, do you have any principles? Ew, no. Of course not. Timmy? I think Sarah's dead. Good. No more carbon emissions from her. As I strive to be a hypocrite like you, I notice my heart feels heavy when I think about racism. You're white, so you are racist. So would it be good to use racist tactics to help end racism? Bingo. Now you're getting it. Yeah, I don't know. Just ask Pelosi which of these she's buying and selling right now. That was pretty fun. Oh, gotta love JP. He was not brought up right. No, definitely not. I had no idea he was so ripped, though. He he kind of he kind of looks like you, babe. Nah, no. I, I, like I, I, I well, that's true. He's not as hairy. No. <laughs> You can tell Mick's really not feeling well since he's not even bitching about me controlling the mic right now. The mouse. The, the mouse. Mic. The mouse. Not the mic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, this, this is pretty freaking hysterical. Oh. Okay. Trying to leave you all with some humor. Yeah. Doing our best. Yeah. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals, and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> you don't like calling a cop because he's a cop. Go ahead, call, call a crackhead. Crack <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. All right. Uh you spoke at Trump's rally there. Who do you got down there in the oh, left corner of that? Huh? Who is that? This is Carrie Lake. Is it? Who also spoke at Trump's rally. Okay. Still not sure how I feel about her. Still in the air. But we'll see. As we're allowed to be. Yep. Today, our kids don't have an innocent childhood. Just look at this disturbing curriculum being forced on them at school. Think about it. If any one of us were to talk about sex at work, that would be sexual discrimination. You'd be fired from your job. 
But twice convicted racist Hobbs sponsored legislation to start sex education in kindergarten. Any adult who feels the need to talk about sex with five-year-olds should be nowhere near a school and nowhere near the governor's office. Right? That's not called sex education. That's called sexual grooming. Hobbs, Hobbs not only supports that, but she supports dangerous gender mutilation surgeries on our children under the guise of gender affirmation. What if you don't believe me, it's on her website. I'll tell you what. I think I speak for every single one of us parents when I say, hell no. Hell to the no, Katie. No, what you really wanted to say there was hell to the fuck no. Yeah. I mean, you know that's what you wanted to say. This I could see true. that itching to come out of her. And she has been going around Arizona on her Ask Me Anything tour. And she's been trying to get Katie Hobbs to debate her. Katie Hobbs went on Face the Nation this weekend. And she was asked about it. One more time before we let you go, because I think it is on the mind of Arizona voters. Are you saying this morning that there is no circumstance that you can envision or would even try to negotiate in which you and Carrie Lake would appear at a debate together before the election? At this point in the race with 30 days to go, uh, our schedule in terms of, of forums uh, is pretty much set. And, and I'm really happy with where we are in uh, the plans we have to continue talking directly to the voters of Arizona. Scared bitch. No shit. She is more scared that than a long-tailed is, uh, cat in a room full of rocking uh, chairs. No. And if, you, if you go on her website and look at where her events are, she, she doesn't have very many. Yeah. She is uh, more scared than a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Yeah. We're going to close out with a little more JP, actually, because he uh, he did one of his mashup interviews with Carrie Lake. In thinking about lifelong Democrat voters for a second, I've talked to many of them. You know, they're they're typical, like, vote blue no matter who. But a lot of those folks who I've been talking to recently, they have a dilemma where a lot of people on that side are starting to wake up to the failed agendas, perhaps even destructively designed agendas coming from the left. And as the midterms are coming up, gubernatorial elections coming up, they're, they're seeing like, hey, if I keep voting blue, no matter who, this bad situation will only get worse. But they have this internal conflict because, of course, they've been exposed to years of the media propaganda, which is now potentiating telling viewers, if you vote for a Republican, you are an extremist, you're a racist, you're a domestic terrorist, you're a semi-fascist. And for for these folks on the, the left who are starting to wake up and they have this internal dilemma they're struggling with, I'm curious if you have a message you would like to speak to them. You know, I, I think that they're starting to see how important your your vote is it's it's so critical and they gave that vote to somebody like joe biden because the media had for years 
been dragging down President Trump. They never talked about his policies. They never talked about what was good about his policies. And people bought into that. But something's happened in the last few years. I think a lot of these people who did vote for Biden are waking up to the lies of the media. They're obviously waking up to the fact that the Biden economy is disastrous. They were doing better under the Trump economy. Maybe they didn't love everything about President uh, Trump's personality, but they sure were doing better. And that's what's waking people up. You know, if you just retired in the past few years, you're watching your retirement that you saved for kind of shrivel up. There's not much left of it under Joe Biden. And that's waking people up. Maybe you um, almost lost your job because your employer was forcing you to get a shot that you weren't totally comfortable with. Maybe you found out that your kids were going to be kept home from school and you might have voted for Biden, but you're realizing who's behind a lot of these bad decisions and you're waking up. It's going to take something different for everybody to wake them up to what's happening. And I'll tell you this right now, JP, every single day we have people come up and they're either independents who voted for Biden or they are Democrats saying, I'm voting for you. It's the first time I voted Republican. I can't believe what's happening in this country. We're losing so much of our freedom. I'm afraid of what's next. And so I think Joe Biden is driving people away from the Democrat Party. And a lot of these um, uh, just horrible decisions that have taken our freedoms away. It's happening. I wish we didn't have to go through this pain for people to kind of wake up to what's really happening. But whether you're waking up today or you woke up 20 years ago, um, we welcome you. We want you in the Republican Party. The Republican Party will bring forth ideas that will make our economy strong, our families strong, our businesses strong, and our states strong. We have to regain our state's sovereignty and strength. We've handed way too much over to the federal government, and the federal government has gone corrupt. And if we keep allowing the federal government to control us, we will lose this country. We've got to take our state's rights back. Again, she says the right thing. Exactly. We I was about to need, say the same thing. We, we need to see her in action. Um, sorry. I, I, I don't go on a wing and a prayer anymore. I, I don't believe in that. Can't do it. Hold on, let me see this. You sit back. We're going to save those clips for tomorrow <sighs> since um, tomorrow's. Uh, I will be in Charleston tomorrow speaking on the Truth Tour. So uh, I'm hoping to be back in time for the show, but I'm going to set everything up tonight. So um, if I'm not back in time for the show, then I'll I'll dial myself in from the car. But we'll see if Mick goes to work tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I am. Yeah, I know. I'm aware of that. Maybe make a pull clips tomorrow. We'll see. But uh, I do want to say, and I don't see him in here, but I do want to say. He was in here earlier. I saw him. Thank you uh, to Def Griffin. Well, it's going to happen because you got to share the screen first and then pull it up. All right. He drew this amazing picture of Seamus. Hanging out on the couch. Yeah. On the back porch. Yep. I had uh, posted this picture on Instagram, actually, of Seamus on the back porch. And um, Def Griffin drew it for us. It's well, very that's cool. So, love it. My big Seamus. He's outside whining. I can hear him right now. He and his sister have been fighting over a toy all night. Yes. Yes. But they wouldn't have it any other way. Of course not. 
Anyway, uh, we're going to get out of here because Mick's obviously in quite a bunch of pain here and he, he needs to go take some more medicine. Um, if you guys are anywhere near the Charleston area, come on by the Hilton Garden Inn. Um, there's, uh, I believe there's probably still tickets at the door or go to truthtour.net. You can get tickets there. You can also get online access. They're playing it on Rumble. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll be speaking on the truth tour tomorrow in Charleston and that's about it. So I will not be, he will not be. There is absolutely no way that he could sit in a car for four hours. No fucking way. Not with this Nick. Not, no, no, it would not be good. Plus, if he calls out of work tomorrow, it's going to be because of his neck. He can't go and speak in front of a crowd um, because that's that that's yeah. not kosher. So, anywho, um, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's about it. We'll save the rest for tomorrow. Alrighty. Okay. So. so- for the Mick and V Lynn, we're gonna get out of here, fuckers. Y'all have a great night. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Yeah, for the course, uh, like especially normal. yesterday's show. Please, y'all share yesterday's show again. I think. Yeah, it's apparently really- we got a lot of good reviews though. Yeah, I mean, you know, hope and healing. It's uh, it's really important. Trying to change the collective consciousness from one of death and despair to one of hope and healing, and that's going to be my message tomorrow as well, um, because it's it's really important. Um, we. Uh, we need to save ourselves. We need to save each other. And, and we can't do that if we are in the depth of despair all the time. So, Correct. yeah. So either way, yep. uh, for the Mick and VLIN, VLIN, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Fuckers. You guys have a great night. We will talk to you later. Thanks for watching. Good night. Oh yeah. Go. Oh, oh it's not how come it's not working? It's just not working. That's so weird. I love my country, love my freedom, fuck the welfare, now I don't need it. Shotgun race from the woods to the plate, ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late to come around here, son, running your mouth. You can fuck around and find out. You can fuck around and find out. You can't make it through the snakes, snares, and alligators. But once you get to the gate, you can't depend on your waiters. Because you'll be over your tater. I'm talking growing tomatoes. Yeah. Feeding the worms I fish with later. I'll have a fish stick plate over a six-foot grave. Before I take a knee as our hand to play. My hands on my heart. I stand on what I say. And my second amendment handles what I can. I ain't trying to be feeling badass or talk shit. I'm just saying, there's the line. Don't cross it. I got a red rod gun when I was three. So I don't run to hide from anything. Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue collar boy from the south. You can fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck the welfare, now I don't need it. Shotgun race from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. To come around here, son, running your mouth. You can fuck around and find out. You can fuck around and find out. If they looking for me, well, they know where to find me. I'll be half drunk, strapped up in a way I can show you.
if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can beat it. F-A-F-O, I teach you how this game go. Different joints, same smoke. Wake up, wear the same clothes. Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash. Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class. Got the music way up loud with a cigar in my mouth. Fuck around and come find out how we do it in the South. I ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth. I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud. I'm a son of the dirt South with a truck seat eye and he straight pipes loud. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom, fuck the welfare, now I don't need em. Shotgun raised from the woods to the plate, ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. Running your mouth, you can fuck around and find out. You can fuck around and find out. Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious DVD. Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now.